no matter what you do in life, you want to be respected and you want to have people think that you do a good job. Our guest today, In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, certainly has accomplished that. 21 years of excellence as a special teams coordinator and now assistant head coach with the Cincinnati Bengals. Darren Simmons is a ball coach. And talk to any player that played for Darren Simmons, no matter what time frame in that 21 years of his impacting lives, you're going to get the same thought. Darren Simmons changed my life made me a better person. He got me ready for football. He got me ready for life after football. Darren Simmons talks about that. He also talks about special teams. Charlie Jones's 81-yard punt return for a touchdown. What they can get better at. What they're doing pretty well. What the LA Rams special teams are like. What the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens brought to the table. We're going to learn a lot about special teams from one of the best to teach it. Darren Simmons. You made a great decision. Joining in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics this today. Coming from our studios as always, which are as good as it gets. And our guest is even better than that. Better than as good as it gets. He is assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, Darren Simmons, 21 years in the National Football League. Coach, I know it's, uh, didn't, it has, the season has not started the way you anticipated, but as, as far as your group is concerned from a special team standpoint, you're looking at the, at the numbers um, across the board after the first couple of weeks, you are second in punt return, 11th in kickoff return, fifth in punt, and tied for first in kickoff, I think. That was the latest stat sheet that I saw. It might even be better than that now after Monday Night Football, but it's pretty darn good. Well, I, I think it uh, obviously it helps. Uh, you know, you have a punt return for touchdown. That certainly makes, sure. everything, makes everything look nicer. You know, I, I think with the rules, the way the rules are right now, our game has become so limited uh, in my area, I think, with all the touchbacks. I and mean, we really have, we're tied for first in the league because we, we haven't had to cover kickoffs yet. They've been right. all touchbacks. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I think with the with the way the rules are now, we just, we have to be really good at taking advantage of, you know, a limited number of plays and more specifically on punt and punt return at this point in the season. We have to be good kicking field goals. You know, we got to, we got to, try to pressure the other kicker as much as we can on field goal block. And we got to be great at covering punts. We got to be great at returning punts. Because as you saw, you know, as you've seen through the first couple of games, relative to the weather, when the weather stays warm like this, there's going to be a lot of touchbacks on kickoff. So that kind of gets wiped out here early in the year. So again, we're a limited number of plays. Uh, so we'd be very, very, very efficient. And, uh, you know, I thought we did a good job of that last week. I thought it was solid. You know, I, I don't, I do not think it was all that good uh, the first week. You know, we had a good kickoff return to get us started. Um, you know, then we had a penalty on a punt return play that backed our offense up. Um, you know, I, I still think we can punt the ball better than what we have thus far through the first two games. Been a little disappointed with that. Um, but but I, I think for the most part, we're, we're covering pretty well, which is um, a positive. So, you know, uh, when, when you're 0-2, you, you, you always try to um, figure out the things that, that you can do better. And we just got to continue to get better at, at playing complementary football 
um, as, as three units, offense, defensively, and in the kicking game, you know, give us self, to give ourselves positive field position to score points. And on the flip of that, you know, obviously prevent them from doing that. So um, some things good, some things need, certainly need to improve. Charlie Jones with that 81-yard uh, punt return, he was very quick in in the locker room post game to talk about how yourself and teammates had really continued to try to build his confidence, boost him up. You know, he he felt like he kind of let let people down in 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 game one. In his mind, is basically what he was saying uh, mm-hmm. with decisions that he made and how he how he approached things. But he got himself on the right track. Uh, with your assistance and it sounds like his teammates' support and all that, uh, that 81 yard return was was pretty sweet, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought you did a really good job. You know, you're exactly right. I do think it had been a disappointment, especially the first week, even the preseason. You know, I thought he was had been indecisive. That's something we talked about at length and uh, uh, sometimes hastily. Uh, but to try to get him to, to, to do what I saw him do in college, and that's be decisive and stick his foot in the ground and get the ball vertical and use his quickness and his elusiveness to, to make guys miss, you know, heading north and south. And, and so, I, I uh, uh, you know, I, I do think he did he did that. He did a good job of it on that play. You know, we got a good ball to handle. You know, uh, several guys really blocked well on that play. And, uh, you know, they, they – uh, originally called us for a penalty on the play and right. uh, uh, I, I kind of saw what had happened and uh, you know, I, I'm chasing the official up the sideline as, as, as the officials chasing Charlie, they got it through the flag and, and, you know, thankfully they got it right. Uh, Cause it is, was certainly a penalty on them. It wasn't a penalty on us. It was a, actually a penalty on, on Baltimore for blocking one of our coverage players in the back. They had a keen Davis Gaither right in the back, which catapulted a keen forward and, and, and then, made Akeem go down low and block one of their guys below the waist, which is illegal on a return play. So I thought Charlie did a really good job of of sticking his foot in the ground and getting vertical right now. And and man, he was in the open field quick. So hopefully he's learned a lesson there that, uh, you know, to, to be decisive and to trust his his, uh, God given ability instincts and not overthink things. You know, it's interesting how, um, you know, returners will, We'll try to run across the field, and in the National Football League, when you when you're doing, unless you have like rare rare speed, uh, these guys all can run, can't they? I mean, like you say, yeah. get get your foot in the ground and get up instead of, you know, a, a lot of guys will lose ground to gain ground, and very few guys can lose ground to gain ground. But I guess I don't know initial instincts or whatever. It's like I've done it before. I guess I can do. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different though. He he was probably able to get away with some of that stuff in college. You know, uh, I think you're playing against a whole different level of, of player here. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can outrun those angles. And you're right. We've had very – there are really very few guys that can go sideline to sideline and uh, make plays. Adam Jones is one of them that had that natural elusiveness to, to do that. He just had a God-given ability to make people miss in space. And, and uh, But that's rare to find. And you're, you're much more capable and you're, and you're going to be, you know – um, you're going to get more positive results when you're getting, you know, a first down at least. Uh, so averaging at least 10 yards, but you're getting a first down, you know, on every public turn play, that being your goal. So Robbins first game, 10 punts. Unbelievable. I mean, it's like you'd hope maybe the rookie get 10 punts in his first month, you know, and he yeah. gets, it gets him in, in, in the first football game. How difficult was, was that process to sort through yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a difficult one to sort through. It's just that the conditions. I think that that 
were at play too were also a factor. You know, we, we've practiced wet ball drills before. And, and as I've stated many times, it's, it's actually easier if it's a torrential downpour to handle the ball than it is when it was just wet. Like yep. it was that day it was kind of misty and, and uh, um, slippery. You know, those balls are, are, have a lot of wax on them and, and uh, it was just difficult to handle, difficult to get a good feel for, you know, because you're concentrating so hard on just trying to catch the ball and be clean uh, in that regard. And, and uh, it causes you to do other things that uh, um, you don't normally do. And uh, I think that's kind of what happened to him in the first game. It was kind of the perfect storm. Obviously, we, we didn't get a whole lot going on offense. We had to punt a lot. And, you know, you certainly want to believe that every time your number's called on, you're going to be there to, to, to uh, respond. Um, you just, you know, you know, hope it wouldn't be in your first game as an NFL player. Uh, and, but unfortunately it was, uh, so again, I, I think he was disappointed in, in the, the whole, you know, game in general. There's a few really good punts, you know, the, probably the thing I'm happiest about, he mishandled one snap, the ball kind of slipped through his hands, but then he came right back on the very next punt, punt out of his own end zone, hit a 55 yard punt was, it was fair caught. So I, I was really glad to see him respond that way. Um, now we just got to put more of those things back to back to back to back. And uh, um, I, I, I have a lot of confidence in him. I see it, I see it every day in practice. So I, I have a, a belief in what he can do. He's just got to carry over what he's doing in practice. He's got to carry that stuff over into games. He was telling me uh, in the locker room, I can't remember what day it was. It was after the, after the Cleveland game, before the Baltimore game, whatever day of practice. And like you were saying, the one that slipped out of his hand, he said, you know, that logo, is pretty slick with the wax on it. And he said, man, I get, I catch it and it's raining. And he said, and the thing just, he, it just went right out of my hand. And he said, yeah. I'm just trying to catch up to it and punt it. I said, man, that had to be your, your stomach had to, uh, you know, hit the ground a little bit on that one. That's, that's a bad yeah. feeling to no doubt. No, for sure. Especially when you're blocking some of the rushers that the Cleveland had, you know, Cleveland tried to rush us a lot. I, I, I think, uh, you know, they came after us on almost every play. So we knew we were going to get pressure from them, and, and they certainly did. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it uh, you know, th those balls are slick. I remember Kevin talking about that a lot, you know, especially that, that logo where the NFL logo is. It's it's right. really slick. His thumb would slip off of that a lot, especially when it did get wet. So, um, again, hopefully he, we, we've learned from that. And, and uh, next time that situation comes up, he'll be better prepared. So – the Baltimore uh, game, I, I know I know Baltimore has got an awful lot of importance to you. It's where everything started and uh, had a pretty good game, I thought, in terms of special teams against the Ravens overall. What was your assessment? Yeah, I thought it was solid. You know, uh, again, we're kind of looking to bounce back and, and control field position. You know, we, we set up, uh, you know, four must-to-win kind of each week, and one of them was to neutralize DuVernay, who, uh, who's a returner. He's a Pro Bowl, All-Pro Palmer Turner kickoff returner. I think Evan helped do that on the kickoff return game, you know, just by hitting touchbacks. And and really he had uh, he only had one punt return. I think it was for two yards. So we kind of took him out of the game. We're happy to see that. I feel like we had to be good in protections. We weren't completely sound in all the punt protections in the Cleveland game. Um, you know, I, in the Baltimore, it, the 15 times we punted against Baltimore in the three games a year ago, um, they rushed us on 10 of the 15 punts. Wow. And so that, that's a pretty high number. So we were expecting a lot of pressure after we, again, had given a, a few things up the week before. And I thought we did a, a fine job in the protections. Um, another goal of ours to be penalty free. We didn't have any penalties. Um, you know, they had one. 
And uh, then our last one was control field position. And, uh, you know, anytime you play Baltimore, that becomes of paramount. Uh, it, it's paramount to control field position, you know, because the, the, the way Baltimore is, their formula to win games is they try to shrink the game by running the ball, controlling the clock, and you only have a limited number of possessions. I think Baltimore had nine possessions. We had seven possessions, yep. which is, you know, really unusual. We only had three possessions in the first half. So you, I mean, every single one of those opportunities, you got to make count against a team like this. You know, I think there was a game a year ago, we had 11 possessions on them, but we had four turnovers where we created four turnovers. So, you know, the turnover battle is always going to be the, the name of the game against these guys and win the field position. And, uh, you know, I, I think we controlled field position for the most part. You know, we ended up on the positive side of that. Um, you know, again, we only had two opportunities in, in the punt return game. One of them he hit, one, one of them obviously returned for a touchdown. The other one, he hit a bomb for a touchback. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, Tucker ended up missing a 59-yard field goal, which is a big field position thing for us. Yep. Um, you know, it always kind of thrills me whenever he does miss here. <laughs> it didn't happen because it didn't happen very often. And he, he's such a good kicker. It doesn't happen very often. So I get a pretty good jolt whenever that does happen, especially on 59 yards. We get the ball at midfield. Um, so, you know, there were some positive, there was certainly some positive plays for us to, to gain some confidence as a group on, you know, we were pretty down. We were pretty low after the first game, after having a couple, you know, things happen to us. And, uh, so we felt a little better about coming out of this game. Still, still got to try to win the game though. Your personal protector, like you were talking about, uh, how Cleveland pressured and Baltimore was going to do some of the same stuff or even in, incorporate, you know, um, a little adjustment off of that and make you adjust to the adjustment kind of thing. How did Jordan battle hold up in terms of personal protector? I mean, he, he probably grew up a lot in that, in that week one experience, didn't he? Yeah. yeah I, I've been really, you know, I, I've been really pleased with what he's done as a personal protector. It's a, it's a difficult job. It's like being the quarterback of the punt team, you know, and, and, and you know, from playing offensive center, sometimes the quarterback can set the protection. Sometimes the center sets the protection. Sure. In, in, in this case, it's the quarterback. It's it's our personal protector that, that adjusts to and, and has to decipher what the rush is trying to do to us, you know, where the overload is, where we need to slide the center, you know, uh, you know any type of uh, twist adjustments we need to make. And I think he's done a really good job of that the first two weeks, especially for a young guy. You know, we're very young right in the core of our punt team. We have a, a second-year center or a second-year snapper. We have a rookie PP and a rookie punter. So, we certainly expect, and we have two rookie gunners outside. So we're, we we got a lot of uh, freshmen on the team, uh, on the punt team right now that uh, we're, we're trying to get um, aged real fast. Yeah, it's interesting. You, looking at the at the Rams, they've got a, a rookie long snapper who's a college free agent. They get a seventh rounder, uh, Ethan Evans as a punter. Uh, so they're kind of young uh, themselves, I guess. Uh, I, I I look at uh, the Bengals had. Um, every single draft choice make the football team. The the Rams they had like fourteen draft picks, twelve made the team, five on offense, six on defense, one on special teams. But you know the punter obviously, but defense and, and offense they they get a tight end probably, and they got linebackers and defensive backs that are making contributions on the special teams. I would assume that are young players, right? Yeah, they got they're, they're very youthful too. I, I I think that's kind of what happens when you go through probably what they went through the year they won the Super Bowl in 21. You kind of buy the, buy the Super Bowl, and then you, you push a lot of those contracts down the road, and, and now they're kind of paying the piper on that. And they've got to go very young and very inexperienced in a lot of positions. And and uh, they did that. They actually tried to start the year with a, a rookie snapper, a rookie punter, and a rookie kicker. 
Um, but a, a kicker, a veteran kicker became available that they jumped on top of and Brett Maher. Um, it, but, but yet they're still relatively young. Uh, you know, yes, they, they do have, uh, they don't get a, a lot in terms of, of, from the receiver position, but, but they get, uh, they get some from their young running backs again. Um, uh, you know, they only carry really carry four linebackers on the roster. So they're, they're kind of light there. They carry a lot of defensive line. They have a couple defensive ends that play for them. And then, you know, all their backup secondary guys, corners and safeties are all young guys too, that like, as you stated, are, are sixth and seventh round draft picks that, you know, they're in this exactly really the same boat that we're in right now. They're trying to play with a lot of young guys and trying to get them up to speed as fast as they can. Yeah. I mean, they've got Matthew Stafford, they got Aaron Donald, you know, like offensive and, and defensive uh, stud. Cooper Cup is another guy um, on from a foundational piece for them, but he's, he's not available right now. So it, it, it is interesting. We've got a couple of uh, young football teams going at it here. And uh, I, I know this game, has some significance to Zach with his relationship with Sean McVay and uh, Sean McVay. I, I think they got nine new coaches, if I'm not mistaken, on that on that staff. Uh, I'm pretty sure that because I, I guess the last couple of off seasons, Sean was playing with maybe getting into the broadcast world instead of coaching, and I told his coaches that and said, you know, look, if you can find another opportunity, God bless you. And so uh, it is kind of interesting. They're 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 not calling it a um, they're calling it not a rebuild they're calling it a retool or whatever they're calling it but it's 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 a different football team than played in that super bowl isn't it oh very 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 different you know none of the like you said none of the specialists are the same they don't have the same returner they, they've got uh maybe one of their cover player maybe two of their cover players the same troy reader who was with them and then left left them and then came back this year and uh rose bloom i think is the linebacker that they had with them um, but really, other than that, that's really a bit. And, and they have a defensive lineman, uh, 97, that, that played significant snaps in the Super Bowl on special teams. Now I think he may be a starter for him. So on yeah. defense, he's still playing some some special team snaps too. So Hecht, I think is his name. Yes, Michael Hecht. Yes. And uh, so they, they've got a lot of guys too that are, are very new and, and and actually very few that actually played in that game. So it, it's going to be a completely different complexion. They have a new special teams coordinator there. It's not the same coordinator that they had either so it's a very different looking group for them yeah chase blackburn uh won a couple of super bowls as a player with the giants and he, mm -hmm. he co assistant special teams coach with the the titans and panthers have you have you uh worked yeah. against him before in terms yeah, of i'm sure you competed in games against him before yeah 2018 was the last time that i we, we went against him specifically uh as the coordinator when he was in carolina Right. Um, he was the assistant special teams coach last year in Tennessee, so he wouldn't right. actually call him, call him all the shots. But he was in 2018 when we played him uh, down there uh, in Carolina. So I, I, I certainly have some familiarity with him. Been a couple of years, but I have familiarity with him. So in terms of what, how, how would you categorize his mindset? Is he uh, a real aggressive guy? Is he, is he more of a sound mm -hmm. guy making sure that you know, not going to take any chances unnecessarily. What what type of a an attitude overall would you expect from his special teams players? Well, I, I think it's a it's also a reflection of what the head coach wants too, right? So when he was yep. in Carolina, I would have classified him as a very aggressive guy. They ran they ran a lot of fakes on punt. Um, you know, they were uh, more aggressive rushing the punter. Um, they're more aggressive returning the ball in the return game. Now I, I think it's probably. He's probably had to back up a little bit. He's had to downshift a little bit, and 
And, uh, you know, they're one of the few uh, teams that have fair caught a kickoff. Uh, they did it a couple times, I think, in the preseason. They've done it once in the regular season. Um, their, their punter, who's also their kickoff guy, is a really, really strong kickoff guy, too. So he's just he's going to try to bang it out of the back of the end zone for touchbacks. Uh, and, and so I, I really think that he, especially as young as they are, he's trying to limit their exposure to a lot of plays. So they're trying to do that with their specialists, meaning hit touchbacks. Um, hopefully the punt, you know, I think they're hoping the punter can punt the ball out of bounds, be good direction to punt it out of bounds. Um, so he, he's trying to limit their exposure. So I, I would say he's probably a little more cautious right now. He's trying to get, uh, you know, some experience under some of these young players belt. I know uh, as a assistant head coach to Zach Taylor, that's, that's not something that's just, you know, like title only or whatever. Zach takes it seriously. I know you take it seriously for sure. What, what, um, what kind of things over the years have you done to prepare you for that day when it's going to happen? You're going to be a head coach in the National Football League. There's no question in my mind and in a lot of people's minds that that should happen and that will happen. So what what has the process been like uh, from year to year in terms of getting overall exposure to what the head coaching um, job would look like? Well, I, I think I appreciate the fact that Zach, you know, uh, trusts in me. Um, you know, when, when he has a, when he's something, we have something he's not quite sure of either a, how to handle a player or how to handle a situation. He'll come to me and ask me what my opinion is, or he'll come tell me what he's thinking. And then, you know, what, what my feedback, maybe from experiences that I've had before. Um, and and I, I appreciate the fact that he's doing that. He, he's done a, 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 he does a really good job of dealing with the team and dealing with the mindset and the, the uh, uh, psyche of the team. Uh, he, he does fantastic, keeping everything really, really, really positive. Um, that, that's probably something I've learned or tried to learn that I need to be better at with. You know, it's, it's a different time. It's a different era in terms of dealing with players now. And uh, I think Zach being a younger guy than what I am, you know, certainly uh, not that he's from that era, but it, but I think he understands that era probably a little better than what, than what I have. And it's so I've learned to be, I've learned to try to be as positive as I can with these guys, be as energetic as I can. Um, you know, I also, being on the headsets, I wasn't ever on the headsets very much with Marvin, uh, but I'm on the headsets now. So I have to be because, you know, Zach's calling plays. So if I need to communicate stuff back and forth, I can communicate with them. It's yep. always good for me to, you know, whenever we get kind of in the scoring range, I click over on the offense. I listen to what the offense is saying and, and or thinking that way, if there's ever any, feedback that I need, I need to give them like, Hey, here's what yard line we need to get to for them to attempt the field goal or, or whatever it may be. I can listen in. And, and so to hear that dialogue and be part of that dialogue is also, you know, very good for me too. With respect to your, to officials, your special teams coordinator and your assistant head coach, do they, I mean, will they listen to what you've got to say when you have something to point out to them that, Hey, look, you, you, you might want to rethink this or look at this a different way or, Whatever the case may be, you talking you talking with the officials or with the coaches? With the officials, yeah. You know, I I, we, <laughs> I always have good dialogue with officials. Just talk <laughs> to them. No, it it, uh, it, it is. I, I think when you can speak, and, and there's sometimes that I I've not been you know the way that I've approached it. I've not been proud of. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could handle better. Sometimes I'm an emotional guy. Sometimes I get I'm like anybody else. I get caught up in the motion of the game and. And uh, I have to realize that they're human too, and they're trying to do their best. And uh, but, but there is a lot of times I'll have dialogue with those guys and ask them questions, and I and I try to form a relationship with them, one that's you know involves trust and and respect. Sometimes I need to be better with that. 
Um, but you know, again, I'm an emotional person, uh, but, but it, it's difficult sometimes for me to completely keep my cool, uh, down there as best, but I, I try to do as best I can. I think I've gotten better at it over time, but, but, but again, I, I do try to form a relationship with those guys, you know, just to try to get them here. What are you thinking on this play? What did you see on this? How can I, how can I coach my guy better to do, to make the correct decision the next time we call the foul? So, well, don't change a thing. You're the best in the business, my man. Bengals are very, very fortunate to have Darren Simmons on the staff. And the league is fortunate to have you you a part of it for over two decades. And appreciate your time. Appreciate what you do with the Cincinnati Bengals. And in terms of uh, – and, and I know your players, Coach, and they're like, you know what? I can honestly say on a, on a game-to-game basis and over the course of my career, Darren Simmons made me a better football player that's what it's all about and appreciate you well that's my that's my job it's my my job as a coach is to get these guys to do things that they didn't think they could do um or or to just make them better players and and we're all in it for the same reason we're all all in it to try to win games we're all in to try to improve guys you know as players and and even improve them as people still too i think it's also part of my job um but you know, as, as long as I, I get that's what I get a kick out of or a bigger kick out of is when a player, a former player we have have had in the past comes back and, and we can talk and, and they tell me how much they appreciated their time here. And, and I tell them how much I appreciated them. It's it's a two way street. I learn as much from them as they learn from me. So it's, it's a it's a good, good, mutual working relationship. As Paul Brown used to say, son. Time for your life's work. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, nobody gets players better for their life's work uh, post-football than you do in terms of teaching them life's lessons as well. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for uh, giving us the time you give us. You're the best. You bet. And thanks for having me on. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.